Welcome to another edition of the HLS Podcast. I'm your host, ND Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. Off to a great start already. Anyways, you can always subscribe to this shit show over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean. And of course, you can always find us over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Email the show if you wish, podcast at HerLoyalSons.com. And now is typically when I intro Shane into the show. However, Shane had a family emergency. This this poor guy. He's had all kinds of chaos around him. Uh, And then speaking of chaos, I decided, well, I might as well just bring Eddie on for the whole thing. Eddie, how are you doing? It's your boy. Let's go. (laughs) I'm I'm doing all right, bud. How about yourself? Uh, I am am ready as I am sure you are for a well-earned holiday vacation. I I am so ready to punch out as soon as I possibly can on Wednesday. I'm I'm 100% ready to clock out, and who boy, there is some football to watch this weekend. It does appear. Yes, there is. So what we're gonna do, and since I, I decided since Eddie's gonna come on with the picks, we might as well preview the games for the picks. And since we tend to, there's there's a lot of football going on this weekend. There's it's rivalry week. And there's there's tons of wait. Game. Sorry, run that run that back one more time. Uh, rivalry week. Damn, I thought there I was gonna get is. away. I thought I was gonna get away with it. Every uh, year, every year. Yes, I am so glad I, I have a podcast. So anyway, there's a lot going on over this Thanksgiving holiday. So we're getting the picks in early. That was already planned, but just decided let's let's weave in the previews with the picks. We might as well. So with that being said, we have a slate of thirteen. Yes, lucky thirteen games. For this week, we're going out with the regular season for a bang. Now, if you have been a part of the Pick'em, HerLawSons.com slash Pick'em, uh, you know that this is not the last week. In fact, it goes all the way up to Army-Navy week, but this is going to be the the big moving day, to say the least. This this <laughs> Nobody is safe, and I, I tell you what, uh, it's been interesting to, to sit here and watch, Eddie, because you and I are, are nipping at the heels of Chai Domer there at the top for this segment. Just a bloodbath this segment. We've only got two folks over 500. <laughs> Chai Domer running away with it, got a nice four-point lead. Um, you and I are both trying to keep pace a little bit, but oof, a doof. Yes, it's, it's been ugly. And on the season, I mean, even on the season, it's been a bloodbath. We got at least four people 500 or above, and then I'm bringing up the – I'm the best of the below 500 class, and, and that's good enough for fifth place in this pool. So, yeah, it, it's been rough. And with this many picks – and, and you've seen how things have gone in recent weeks, folks. It, it can get uh, ugly quick. Uh, and, you know, just to give you an idea, I mean, we had Chai Domer went 6-1 and one and really helped pull away, and then pretty much everybody else was 4-3 and three or worse. It, yeah, ouch. Big ouch. But, well, I will tell you, as one of the very few people above 500, having 13 games on the board scares the absolute hell out of me. <laughs> Yeah, and not only that, it should scare you because these are games that 
if you were to say put a, a few space bucks on some of this stuff, a lot of these games I would stay the hell away from. <laughs> There are very few games we're going to pick that I would actually think about actually making a, a, a wager on said game because a lot of bad lines, a lot of who knows what's going to happen in these rivalry games. But, you know, that being said, Eddie, do you want to go ahead and get this party started? Let's go, baby. All right, folks, let's start feasting here. We're going to start. With the egg bowl, because when you think Thanksgiving, you think turkeys and eggs, apparently. And we have Mississippi at five and six fighting for bowl eligibility here, going into Stark Vegas with, you know, now still ranked Mississippi State. And they are favored in this one by 16 and a half points. Eddie, who do you got in this one? You got to feel for Ole Miss. Coming into this year, they're... (laughs) I mean, you say they're playing for bowl eligibility, but they're not. That went out the window the day the season started. They're on probation. This is a lost year. Oh, fair point. Fair point. They've got absolutely nothing to play for in this game. But yet, they've kept fighting all year. Gave A&M a game last week. Beat a Kentucky team that, as we discussed a couple weeks back, is not your normal Kentucky football team. You know, they beat the hell out of Andy, uh, ran with Auburn for a little bit. They've had a decent go in a year that doesn't mean a damn thing. Mississippi State, they've been all right. Seven and three, nothing to shake a stick at. Only beat Arkansas by seven. Not great. Not sure, you may be thinking, ah, it's a letdown after losing the Bama in a close one. But I think Old Miss is looking at this as their bowl game, whereas Mississippi State can still go to uh, fucking Shreveport. I don't know. <laughs> it, the, they'll get something. They'll get their $226 worth of swag. Old Miss has nothing. This is it. I like Old Miss in this game. I think the dog has won outright the last three years in this game. This is a big spread at 16.5. I think Mississippi State's the better team. But you get a team like Ole Miss in a situation like this where uh, what else do they have? This is it. This is the bowl game for them. I think they're going to come out a lot more motivated. And if nothing else, at least keep things close. So give me the uh, the running rebs, the land sharks, whatever the hell they are these days. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I like everything you said, Eddie. Yet despite that, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Mississippi State here. And that is because you mentioned one of those games, Texas A&M. Quite frankly, they should have won that game. And when you let the Aggies, who I, and this is coming from an Aggie fan, I, I don't know what the hell to think of that team. They look like a disaster. And I was I was ready for them to lose and just laugh when it didn't happen. I agree with you. This is all that they have left to play for. But... You know what? I used to say that about some really bad Notre Dame teams or, or maybe, you know, extremely mediocre Notre Dame teams and then watch them fall flat on their face when they went over to SC or they went over to Stanford. Now you're rolling into Stark Vegas. Yeah, this is their season, but it ain't going to be pretty. They're going to get run over here. Give me the Bulldogs in this one. All right, we're, we're going to move to Friday. You got your big turkey hangover, maybe a hangover of another kind. And you roll out of bed, and here's a noon kick. Miami 
your number two team in the nation, Miami, heading over to Pittsburgh. And man, 14 and a half points. Miami is favored. And let me tell you, I, I still need to do this day night spread or split rather for Miami. But this has all the warning signs of of at least a cover by Pitt here. And I'm definitely taking the Pitt Panthers in this one. And speaking of hangovers, it looked like Miami played with one last week. So now you're giving me a Friday game at noon after Thanksgiving. Miami already has their ticket punched to the ACC title game. Even if they drop this, I can see with as crazy as everything's been, if they win the ACC title, they can probably still punch their ticket to the playoff. I, I can still see that happening. Even though Pitt's bad, I, I Virginia's not that great either. And again, this is all Pitt has left to play for if we're using that logic. Now, Miami should steamroll them. If this game was at night, I'd feel a little bit better about it, but it's too early, and I, I think Miami's going to stumble here, and this is probably going to be some kind of crazy backdoor cover, or Miami just barely escapes in this one. So go ahead and give me Pitt. Eddie, how about you? Yeah, 11 a.m. kick for Miami. Not really something I'm looking at jumping on. Like you said, <laughs> that uh, that Virginia game was just brutal. And going back to something that we talked about when we were talking about the Notre Dame game, except for that one game where they beat the absolute hell out of Notre Dame in every single facet of the game, I haven't seen Miami look good yet. I mean, they looked real, real good when they needed to. Mm -hmm. But every other part of the year, they've just done enough to scrape by. Now, Pitt's trash. Don't get me wrong. Although... Pitt did beat Virginia by 17. <laughs> Transitive property coming through. But, I mean, you know, it's just saying that anything Miami can do, Pitt could also kind of do. But I think you're right. I think you look at 11 a.m. Friday morning kick in Pittsburgh, late November. That's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable. I know what I'm like at 11 a.m. in the morning on a Friday <laughs> in the cold weather when I was a college student. It was not somebody who was coming out to cover spreads. Uh, I, my guess is if I'm the coach that they probably put Thanksgiving off and have a big setup for Friday after the game, which means they're going to be looking past the game to get that sweet, sweet turkey. <laughs> give, me, give me some of that cranberry sauce, baby. I think Miami wins. I don't think they cover this. Uh, it's There's too many factors playing against it. They don't need to cover. They haven't looked good in a game except for the Notre Dame game. And that doesn't matter. They bumped up this week after a terrible performance against Virginia because now the committee wants to talk about Clemson having a bad loss. <laughs> I, you know, they, they now they think Ohio State's loss to Iowa is bad enough to punish them. Uh, you know, nothing the committee does ever makes sense to me. I don't know, man. Uh, I think Miami wins. I think the bullshit hook is actually going to help us for once on this one. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but I, I tell you what, I am not going to go out of my way to watch this game because oh God, it no. is going to be <laughs> trash. <laughs> I, I might I might be intrigued what the total is. Might keep that on your radar. But yeah, this is going to be just a garbage fire of a game i'm guessing <laughs> yeah and speaking of that thanksgiving spread if they do save for friday let me tell you that is well worth speaking from experience uh that little football buffet that they'll do 
Uh, yeah, it, it's well worth it. Uh, I can see that's definitely a look forward to there. Uh, anyway, speaking of games that are dumpster fires that <laughs> we're probably not going to watch, Eddie, for the last time this season, we got obligatory Baylor. <laughs> Facing number 12, TCU. Another noon kick, 11 a.m. for both Baylor, TCU, and you and I, Eddie. 1-10 Baylor. Facing TCU. TCU at home, favored by 24 and a half points. Who are you taking here? TCU. What? I, I don't understand how obligatory Baylor started. I, I certainly don't know why it continues. I don't care that Baylor has gotten a little bit close. You know, they hung in there with Iowa State. Only lost by 14 to Tech. I No. This is a trash football team. You know, I... If you're Matt Rule, hey, way to get that check right when you lose all those talented players at Temple and it may not be coming around again. But then you look at what the carousel's looking like this year. Maybe could I held on one more year? Because, oh, vile. It's, it's ugly, man. I, I think TCU wins in a walk here. Yeah, I hate the hook. I You know, a 24-7, 28-7 wouldn't surprise me at all this is one of those that i'm definitely not going to touch with any of my space dollars as you were discussing earlier but there's no chance in hell i'm picking Baylor <laughs> cover spread get it nah 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 no dice yeah same and it's like and the obligatory Baylor eddie i mean week after week it seemed like we had a Baylor headline so it just became a stupid gag that we would at least mention it so we're at least mentioning it and i'm at least gonna pick against them as well i'm going with the frogs here Look, if I, and granted, I can't keep track of the Big 12 at this point. I'm pretty sure TCU has to win this. Otherwise, they end up in some kind of tiebreaker hell that I'm not really sure. I think that they would come out on top. I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. I'm not going to try too hard to struggle. But if TCU, any part of them thinks that they have a shot at, at making some last ditch effort to the playoff, which they probably don't they're going to make sure that this one's not in doubt at all. And Baylor is so, so bad. I like how you said they only lost to Texas Tech by 14. That's how bad they are. Texas Tech is not good. Oh, they're terrible. (laughs) Cliff Klingsbury is probably going to get his ass fired. Like, Oh, well, they only lost to them by 14. He's so dreamy, though. Oh, man. Well, well, at least he's got a, a career in modeling after uh, he gets jettisoned from Lubbock. But anyway, let's move on to what is going to be the actual good football game on Friday. We have made our jokes, but there is going to be some good football. 3.30 hour for you folks over on the East Coast. 2.30 for you and I, Eddie. And that is a big-time group of five battle. South Florida coming into town to take on number 15 UCF. A UCF win... I believe would all but clinch a New Year's Six birth unless something else crazy happens here. Uh, but UCF favored by 11 and a half points. And let me tell you, UCF has been murdery most of the season. But folks, I don't know if you've been paying attention to South Florida, whose only loss uh, was a four-point loss to Houston. A uh, little bit weird, especially since it was at home. But for the most part, they've been playing pretty decent. And the most hilarious uh, result that they have is a stomping of Illinois 47 to 23. So anytime I hear about the Big Ten talking about their nine conference games that they play, I just remember that they have stalwart power five talents like Illinois and Rutgers in their freaking conference, and they act like that's some big deal. But anyway, rivalry game, folks. Throw the books out in this one. This is South Florida. Again, 
this is they have a chance here to cause some real havoc in that whole group of five mess now i don't know if they'll be able to pull it off and win but i think this game is closer than two possessions this this stinks of a single possession right down to the wire game in this one so go ahead and give me those points give me south florida in this one charlie strong coming y'all eddie who do you got Man, I don't like this spread. <laughs> uh, it's uh, This is a tough one. Like you said, both teams are very good football teams. South Florida, though, has not treated me well this year whenever I've trusted my space bucks in them. And because you know I love me some trends. 0-4 versus the number of the last four weeks. Not exactly what you <laughs> want to be doing coming into a late-season game against an actual talented opponent. Some of those teams that they could not cover against. Tulsa, one by seven. The mighty University of Connecticut Huskies couldn't cover. As you mentioned, lost to Houston straight up. And they could not cover against the mighty green wave of Tulane. Now, to be fair on the flip side, UCF also could not cover against Connecticut. Granted, that was a 40-point spread. There are only two of the last four against the number... I just think UCF's better, flat out. I'm impressed with the job Charlie Strong has done, but he came in and inherited a very talented team. Hell, it might have been a better team than what he left at Texas and would have had had he stayed. I think this should be a very fun game. I think UCF is good for a two-touchdown win here, though. Like you said, they win this, they lock up a New Year's Bowl. And something like that for that program, hell, if nothing else... You stay undefeated, and you can keep just harping on the, hey, we beat everybody. Where's our shot? Why are you talking about these two lost fools? Why are you talking about these teams that lost to Syracuse or Iowa? All we do is win, no matter what. Get DJ Khaled up in that shit and try and fight somebody. <laughs> but no, I'll take I'll take the Golden Knights here. Shout out Blake Bortles, oh, keeping okay. the dream alive. All right, I like it. I like it. Spicy pick there. All right, well, all right. Let's move to Saturday now. Now it really gets interesting. And you mentioned we're, we're talking about all these two lost teams, and, and now I think it bears to mention to where everybody's still wondering. And I've seen the scenarios. I've seen some people try to figure out the math. They're sitting here. You, they got the string up on the wall, figuring out what exactly needs to happen for dominoes to fall, for maybe Notre Dame to backdoor their way into the weirdest playoff berth ever. One, it's not going to happen, but we'll, we'll at least entertain it for a couple of games here. And by the time we get to the second one, I'll make you not even want to do it. But anyway, let's let's say here that Georgia walking in, number seven Georgia, going at Georgia Tech. Now, if you remember, folks, last year, Georgia Tech won this game in between the hedges. Still, though, Georgia, a different team, 11.5 point favorite. And if you really, really, really want to cheer for it, Notre Dame fans, you might want Georgia to drop this one to really cause some chaos. Eddie, who do you have in this? Look, you can do all the Charlie Kelly conspiracy string theory <laughs> bullshit you want. Just, just stop it. Come on. It's it's over. It's fine. It was a fun dream while it lasted. Come on. Come on. You mentioned that the Bees got Georgia last year between the hedges. It's worth mentioning that, I don't know, all 17 of Georgia's amazing running backs had torn something by that point in the year. <laughs> Mark Richt already had a foot out the door. 
uh, things were not going well uh, down Athens way by the time that game happened. This year, you got a healthy Nick Chubb. You got a healthy Sony Michelle. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what they've been doing since we saw them, but ooh, lordy, it's it's been murdery. They've gotten theirs very much so, with the exception of the Auburn game. And then there's the bees. Oh, bees. I've trusted you so much this year, and you haven't treated me too poorly until last week. <laughs> and you know what they did last week, Ryan? I do not. They were covered by seven. They were co- they were favored by seven against the lowly Duke Blue Devils. Lost by <laughs> 20 goddamn three points. Fuck you, bees. I'm glad you're now an endangered species. Go dogs. Arf, 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 arf. All right, I'm going to stick with the bees in this one because if there's one way I don't want to end the season, it's playing a fucking triple option team that is going to look. Because right now, Georgia Tech 5-5. Five and five, And in, if I'm looking at this right, it looks like they have... Have they rescheduled something against UCF, it looks like? Or no, that's that's for next season. Okay, so this site's weird. So they... they <laughs> At least what I'm looking for in this one, I, I like it to keep it close because, again, this is another situation to where Georgia's got a ticket punched. They're probably on the outside looking in unless they can beat the Alabama murder train in the SEC title game. I, I like this just to stay close enough. I actually think it's going to come right up there to the edge. You know, Georgia Tech losing by 10 points because they, they haven't been very good at, at winning the season or, or covering, quite frankly. I mean, this, this started at the beginning of the season when they dropped one to Tennessee when they should have won. So this is a very scary team to put trust in, but this is all they got left to play for. And they're 5-5, five and five, so they would like to go to a bowl game, obviously. I highly doubt they'll be able to do it against Georgia, but I like them to keep it close in this one. All right, Eddie, you remember how I said that, you know, you have to draw some, you know, do all the conspiracy theories for how Notre Dame gets in there. And I said, game number two, I'm going to get everybody back off that ledge in a hurry. You remember that? Just a few minutes I ago? do. It was it was maybe two and a half minutes ago. Yeah. So uh, this is why you don't want to do that, because Ohio State, look, if, if they what you've heard is that if they run the table, they got maybe a potential chance, even though they got bad losses. They, they could potentially get up there. And they could jump Notre Dame because of that lovely 13th data point. But for them to really get dinged up, you know who you got to cheer for, folks? Michigan. Because the game is coming up. Ohio State going into the big house at Michigan. And do you really want to cheer for Michigan, folks? No. Fuck Michigan. Fuck that. Let the dream die. Now, that being said, in this one, um, man, this one's... Normally, I would take Michigan to keep it close, keep it dirty. However, it looks like they're, and I don't even know if I could call him the starting quarterback, Brandon Peters. He's in concussion protocol, I believe. So he's likely out for this game. So that means it's we're going to get a can of O'Corn coming out in this one. And man, it, Michigan has looked slightly functional with Peters at quarterback, not functional at all with anybody else at quarterback. And Ohio State favored by an 11 and a half in this one. Oh, Eight and four, Harbaugh. Fucking wear it. Give me the Buckeyes in this one. Eddie, who do you have? I think you hit the nail on the head. Michigan is abject trash with O'Corn at the helm. I mean, they've been absolutely terrible. Meanwhile, Ohio State finally figured out how to play offense. 
52 last week against Illinois, 48 on Sparty, who had been playing solid defense for most of the year, except for us, of course. I just think this is going to be a stomping, you know? You've got, That's what I'm hoping. I, allegedly, Michigan's defense is still okay, but, you know, gave up 24 to Wisconsin. Yeah, give, give me one powerful yeah, offense that they the, face. <laughs> that's But that's the thing. I'm going down the list, and it's like, okay, you held Maryland, Minnesota, and Rutgers in consecutive weeks. Very impressive. Got bodied by Penn State. Barely got by Indiana. It's just they haven't done a damn thing all year. You know, hey, you beat Florida. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, uh, no, Michigan's trash. Just objective trash. And then you have the fact that it's Michigan. And, well, fuck Michigan. So, yeah, we'll take the Buckeyes here pretty handily. Yeah. And see, folks, this is why you don't start doing the, well, maybe the Irish can make it if, because no, don't don't even put yourself in a position where you need to cheer for Michigan. Just hope for them to get slaughtered and the angst for Harbaugh only winning eight games, ending up fourth in the Big Ten in his division. Oh, please give me every last bit of that for the entire offseason, especially if they drop a bowl game. Oh, I would love it. I would love it so much. Okay, those are two pretty solid games for the noon slate. You know, decent things to take a keep an eye out for. Something that's not so decent to keep an eye out for became obligatory ever since you, myself, and Jack Jorgensen came on and did whatever that was that resembled a podcast. And we, we did a podcast this year. Yeah, we we did something. We we talked into microphones for a while. But one thing uh, we I did. I remember that. <laughs> I bet you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me jog your memory. One thing we did make sure we let them know was that it's very likely Florida State's not going to be bowl eligible. And in a Hail Mary effort, Florida State has rescheduled uh, their previously canceled game against, uh, if I remember correctly, Louisiana Monroe. So they will be playing an extra game in hopes of being bowl eligible. But here's the thing. They got one game before that. They got to play Florida. So what you got here is a pair of four and six teams. Florida has, you know, they've already fired a coach. <laughs> so they got an interim right now. They're four and six. This is it for them. They're not going to reschedule the game. Florida State here, for some reason, is favored by five and a half points. There is no way in hell I'm picking Florida State in this one because when you do a move like reschedule a game against a group of five team in December to hope that you can keep some bull streak alive, you know what the football gods do to you? They make you walk into that game at four and seven and make you hate life. Give me Florida in this one. This is such a dumb game. This is such a dumb pick, but hell, I would take Florida outright in this one. Eddie, who do you have? You better call Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Tech, University of Louisiana at Lafayette, Tulane, <laughs> University of Northern of uh, New Orleans, hell, called University of Northern Illinois, Louisiana branch. I don't know. You better keep calling teams because you ain't getting bowl eligible FSU. As we said, they're trash. Garbaggio. Haven't covered a spread all year, and somehow they're still favored in this game? I mean, ugh. again, the under is going to be your friend in this one, kids. I don't know what the total is, but go with the under. I'm with you. If I was taking a side, I'd take Florida outright. I'd definitely take him to cover. I don't think I'd 
bet it because that just feels wrong and a little too degenerate even for my liking. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is some 11 a.m. kick bullshit right here. This is just what a travesty. How how either of these teams ever have a season this bad? I will never understand. I get it. Florida State, you lost your quarterback first game. Like some geniuses who have access to putting their voice out on podcasts even picked him <laughs> as the Heisman winner preseason. I mean, some of the greatest minds of a generation were all behind him. But, you know, sometimes those kids get hurt. You don't have any backups? Come on, my man. It's ugly. Give me the Gators and just... <laughs> Uh, you know, do something better with your time, y'all. Don't watch and this. Don't yeah, do it. <laughs> we're, we are two of the most degenerate people you're going to find when it comes to <laughs> sports and dumb things to bet on. And we're both telling you, stay the hell away. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, we, we had our fun there. Let, let's get to the rest of the slate. All right. We're going to move over to the uh, 2.30, 3.30 slate and Wisconsin. We got our Big Ten action here. They're going to look to head over and face P.J. Fleck looking to try to row the boat to bowl eligibility, but they got to do it as a 17-and-a-half-point home dog. Eddie, who do you have here? Man, the boat boat really didn't get off the dock this year, huh? No, not really. I expected a lot more out of P.J. Fleck starting early. I thought he was going to have a much quicker start. I still don't have any reason to believe Wisconsin's any good. Uh, Not any good. That's unfair. I don't think they are an elite team, and the fact that they're undefeated is because they are playing a fucking 5A high school schedule. (laughs) That being said, Minnesota got blanked by Northwestern last week. That they did. (laughs) The the only boat in that was a fucking boat race. (laughs) 39-0. Sorry, PJ, you're donezo. We'll take Wisco here. <laughs> yeah, give me Bucky as well. There's there's no way I can take Minnesota here. Look, PJ Fleck may be able to turn this sucker around a little bit later. It ain't going to be in this game. And like you said, that weak-ass schedule for Wisconsin is going to continue for another week. I mean, they showed in that game against Michigan, and that's been their best opponent to date. Uh, that really wasn't a whole hell of a lot of anything. That Big Ten title game is going to be so murdery. So murdery. So unwatchable. But yeah, go ahead and give me Wisconsin in this one. Next up, Paul, we got the Iron Bowl. Number one, Alabama is coming into the Plains to face number six, Auburn. The site of the kick six. It's over here on CBS with no Uncle Vern. So sad. So very sad. Just wrong. Yeah. Auburn, a four and a half point dog in this one. Man. I've been back and forth on this one. I really have because part of me wants to be Homer in this one and and, and stick with the, the family ties at Auburn. The other part's looking Alabama's a murder machine. But man, Alabama, if we're talking about weirdness with conference schedules, let's talk a little bit about Alabama because LSU, has, they've at least put a winning streak together. They've, they've held on in the top 25. Mississippi State looks semi-decent. Alabama came close to dropping that one and, and maybe could have gotten beat if Mississippi State hadn't shelled up and punted the ball. Never punt. Never do it. Man, I'm going to regret this. War damn eagle. Go ahead and give me Auburn. Then being at home is going to get just close enough because Alabama's had a decimated linebacker core. 
And carry on, my wayward son. Carry on is going to have a nice day of running back in this one. If at anything else, Auburn, I think, can keep this one close. If they win it, ah, man, I have no idea. But I tell you what, if it comes down to an Alabama kicker, I'm going to feel mighty good about things. Eddie, who do you have? Oh, so many of my talking points gone so quickly. <laughs> uh, here's the thing with Bama. They've won every game, but they have not been the death machine that they started out the year as. You mentioned it. The linebacker core is pretty well decimated. Alabama's facing a lot of injuries right now on their football team. Now, good news for them is they've got, they're coming in off a bye. Had a little bit of time to break, you know, well, you know, pseudo bye. Had plenty of time to rest up. Didn't really have to put in any effort last week. Hopefully get some folks healthy. You know, as long as somebody remembers to cover Calvin Ridley, though, Hurts been a little bit of a one-target kind of guy, which, again, is Calvin Ridley. I would be, too. Why would you look anywhere else? Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Auburn's playing good football. They did not almost give up dumb games in the last couple weeks the way that Alabama did. Obviously just beat the absolute hell out of Georgia. At home, plus four and a half. In what many would describe as a chaos year, I think I'm going to take Auburn here. I like the way they've been playing. They've got a ton of talent. And it's really more the fact that Alabama is so banged up that that means you're going to have younger guys in there. Now, granted, these are all five, six, seven-star kids who would start anywhere else. But they're still going to be green, and it still means there's potential for mistakes. And in a game like this, you can't make mistakes. And as you said earlier, if it comes down to an Alabama kicker, how many times have we seen this year some big missed kicks by Alabama, not even to mention going back the last few years? This is going to be a hell of a football game, but I'm going to ride with chaos here. Let's 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 go with a little entropy and let's let's go with the Plains Eagle Hawk Dogs, whatever the <laughs> fuck they are. I tell you what, and this has nothing to do with Notre Dame outside chances. I, I want, because, again, agents of chaos. I love being an agent of chaos, especially in a year like this. I just want to see what the committee does then, because they will shit such a brick. They will have no clue what to do if all of a sudden you have two one-loss SEC teams. And, man, I, I just, God, I want that so bad. I, w I want everybody to at least have one loss. Let's just see what happens, because then, like you said earlier, UCF's like, uh, Bruh, what what do you want us to do? Seriously, I didn't I didn't lose nothing. <laughs> put us four, damn it! Just put us four. Let it happen. All right. Next up, we got a game that's got some weirdish suspension kind of sort of thing. And that's can we can we before we get, before we talk about the game? Can we talk about this shit? <laughs> the the Baker Mayfield crotch grabbing drama, the the biggest headline of a very boring week last week. Let's. <laughs> so so Baker Mayfield not getting the start because of a pulled groin. <laughs> Here's the thing. Talk your shit. He's out there offers a handshake. Kansas doesn't shake hands. I respect that play by Kansas. Screw it. This is our house. We're not here to make friends. We're here to fight. All right, that's fine. Baker Mayfield then spends the entire rest of the game talking shit and scoring touchdowns. That's fine. Kansas hits him with a couple of real cheap shots because he's talking shit and scoring touchdowns. That's fine. 
Baker gives him a little what for on the sidelines. <laughs> a little over the top, but because I'm a bad person, that's fine. <laughs> After the game, he obviously gets yelled at and browbeaten into an apology. You know, dismissive hand wank and all, but whatever. You gotta yeah, that's do what why I got him in do. trouble in the first place. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> sure. Here's where it becomes a problem. Okay, yeah, you suspend him. You're you you're not going to start him. What's the over under on misplays? One and a half. Yeah, we we don't even know. Is it a quarter? Is it a drive? Is it a fucking play? <laughs> I would. If play it's <laughs> if it's more than a drive, I'll be stunned. I'm <laughs> I'm thinking it is literally. You don't get to start, and that's it. And then he's also not going to be a captain. <laughs> Which, oh my god, and that's then, the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and then he's out here in a fucking press conference crying like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, I, this is all I ever want to do, daddy. But but I was mean and, and they took it away from me and I'm just... Shut, get the fuck out of here, Baker. If you want to wear the black hat, wear the black hat. Don't come in here with this fake crying nonsense. That just... Oh, come on now. You want to talk shit, talk shit. But you got to realize there might be consequences. Go ahead and accept those consequences. But then you're going to come out there and cry like a baby because you don't get to be at at half the 50-yard the line for the coin flip? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, how? What about this? Am I wrong about besides you know, probably all of it? <laughs> Honestly, very little. Like Shane and I said in the in the recap, it's look maybe yeah. Baker should have a little bit more better presence of mind. That a camera might be on you after you score a touchdown. But beyond that, this is Baker Mayfield doing Baker Mayfield things. He planted a flag at Ohio State, got made to apologize, was <laughs> nearly got a shit talking hosing him over at Baylor when he said they needed to be reminded who their daddy was and he about ate those words but still yeah look the apology fine just stick with it yeah and the suspension everything look just just take it the that did feel really over the top I have a very hard time buying into as bombastic as Mayfield is that that really affected him that much maybe it did I don't know but this whole thing is just it all feels like a stupid show and, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, they're playing West Virginia at home, favored by 23 and a half points. Um, all that being said, Eddie, go ahead. Give a pick for whatever this thing is. Do we know if Will Greer's playing in this game? With he, his, is, he is not. Okay, yeah. Based on how far the wrong way his finger was going <laughs> after that hit he took against Texas, that's probably safe. Yeah, I'm still going to take the Sooners. Uh, they've, you know, they're still in the playoff hunt. They're still a much better team. Like I said, I think Baker Mayfield might be out for a play, and that's about it. The fact that he had what was a clear, please don't take me out of the Heisman voting campaign, bullshit performance, which... He would have granted, lost all of five votes in a 50-vote margin. Well, and as Notre <laughs> Dame fans, there's only so much we can say about stupid displays for Heisman purposes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, and no, I'm not talking about trucker hats. Those were fine. Um, yeah, you got to take OU here. I, without Will Greer, I don't know that West Virginia really has any chance. Uh, it's a big spread, but Oklahoma's pretty good. And 
West Virginia's been getting way worse lately. Yeah, I have no idea who's going to put up the points for West Virginia because, yeah, that, that injury was brutal. It absolutely decimated them. They only put up 14 points on a Texas team that's like somewhat suspect on defense throughout the season. Yeah, go, go ahead and give me OU. I agree with you. I think he's out for a play or a drive, Mayfield is. And, and again, Sooners are playing, and, and they've – the committee right now, as of right now, has them at number four, but you still get the feeling that the committee doesn't really want to put a Big 12 team in. At least that's just the, the feeling I get there, that there's always somebody ready to vault Oklahoma in this whole game. So they're going to need to put a beat down on them. They're going to need some style points. They're going to want to build some momentum going into whatever quote-unquote title game they're about to have. That's a that's kind of dumbest shit ever. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a big spread, but I, I can honestly see Oklahoma winning by 30-plus in this one quite easily. All right, we got three more games left. We're almost at the home stretch here. We're getting into the nighttime games here. So your first prime time is Clemson facing South Carolina. Clemson on the road in this one, and South Carolina a 14-and-a-half-point home dog. i tell you what, go ahead and give me the Gamecocks in this one because here's the thing with Clemson. They're a very great team. They really are. They're, they are very much their number three ranking is deserved. I have no idea why the committee decided to flip-flop two and three other than, oh, hey, Miami's undefeated and they're going to play each other anyway, so who cares? And but the thing is, their offense has been so suspect this season. I really don't know what to think of them. And now you want me to give over 14 points. Thank you, thank you stupid hook, because, again, I think you'll bail me out in this one. Yeah, that's, that's just a lot in a, in a rivalry game when I don't really trust your offense. I trust the defense. So I think South Carolina will do just enough to keep it closed. They ain't going to win this one, but they should cover. Who do you got, Eddie? Yeah, click clack. I'm on the Gamecocks as well. Uh, you know, yes, it is technically a rivalry game, but this feels like very much one of those big brother, little brother rivalry games where it's going to mean a whole hell of a lot more to South Carolina than it is to Clemson. Plus, you've got Clemson on the look ahead versus Miami. Kelly Bryant, quarterback's been banged up quite a bit this year. Got to think they're not going to want him to be in too much trouble. I would expect them to try and limit him as much as possible just to keep him out of trouble. And all South Carolina does this year is cover spreads. They're 7-2 and two versus the number. That's a very nice trend. It's a very nice dumb hook from our <laughs> friends at the website on 14 and a half. Clemson is the much better team, but they are also looking at much bigger fish to fry than South Carolina. Absolutely. Clemson, I think Clemson wins. Yeah. I, 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 I think don't think really there's out there. Yeah. Now, that, that would be hilarious, though. I, again, I, I would love to see hilarity, but I don't think it's going to happen in this one. Now, I tell you what. I wish this was at a different time slot so I could give it more attention because the Apple Cup this year, it's going to be lit. Now, Washington's the home team in this one. They're favored by nine and a half points against Washington State. And this has got a little bit of intrigue if, if you're a Notre Dame fan, only because if Washington wins this one, that puts Stanford, no matter what happens, into the Pac-12 title game, which would make Notre Dame your de facto Pac-12 champions. Just for giggles, I kind of want to see that to happen. But anyway, in this one, nine and a half points for Washington. Who do you got, Eddie? I think I'm taking Wazoo. This, like you said, this is going to be a fantastic game. Both teams can put up points. 
I like looking at the transitive a little bit on this one. You've got their last opponent for each of them, common opponent, Utah. UW barely snuck by, one by three. Wazoo wasn't great, but they won by eight. Plus, it's worth mentioning, Wazoo coming off a bye. That's always nice for a big game like this. Uh, compare them to Stanford. Washington beat them. 20, or Washington State, I'm sorry, beat them 24-21. Washington, that was a loss, 22-30. You could keep going down the list. You know, Wazoo, yeah, they got beat by Arizona, but that was part of the Khalil Tate mystery tour before everyone knew that he was a just world beater and realized, hey, if we just look for him, maybe we'll be okay. Uh, this, this, I've, I've been far too high on Washington all year and it's punished me quite a bit. So I really just don't want to do it again. And you give me nine and a half for the dread pirate. Hopefully he doesn't get mad at his quarterback and decide to bench him again. This should be a good one, but I'm thinking a close game, potential shootout possibility, which I always want to take the points in a shootout. I'm going to go with the Kooks. All right. Well, I forgot our shootout drop, so... Uh, the one time I actually paused for a I drop, I know. Too. I heard it, too. <laughs> I was sitting there leaning back in my seat. I'm like, oh, shit, he's waiting for the drop. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it, it, it's late in the season. There's a little bit of fatigue. Everybody's banged up. But uh, go ahead and give me Washington in this one, because what it comes down to is, man, I, I really feel like who's going to make the dumber turnover is what I feel this one will come down to. I, I'm going to push my chips into to Washington State on that side of who's going to make the dumber turnover. I also like the fact that Washington's at home. They got a little bit of that whole disrespect thing going on for them this entire season. So now they're in prime time. They get to show off to the world. So here you go. And really, when the lines have been on bright for Washington State, you know, something eventually happens. Like you said, part of that had to do with Khalil Tate, you know, really giving it to him. But they also dropped a really dumb game to Cal in which they just looked absolutely butt-fucking-ugly in that game. So, you know, as bad as Washington has looked this season and as cupcakey as their schedule has been, I'm going to go ahead and take them in this one. I I, I like the feel for, for that bit of chaos happening. Plus, I, I just really, really want to pull for Notre Dame becoming a de facto conference champion just for shits and giggles. And speaking of Notre Dame, here we go. It's the season right here, the final game, heading over into Palo Alto, a place the Irish haven't won in damn near a decade. Notre Dame at 9-2, and two, still number eight in the nation, facing Stanford, who is now, uh, oh crap, I didn't have the, the, the playoff rankings in front of me. That would have helped. Who is now 21st in the nation. My bad on that one. Uh, and Stanford, a two-and-a-half-point home dog. It's basically a toss-up in this one. And this was a game I was fully prepared to pick Stanford in this one if they were favored by anything more than three points. Since it's a, <laughs> since it's a straight toss-up, you know, this, this game's going to be close. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a slugfest. It, it may look a lot like that Navy game did, hopefully with less Brandon Wimbush issues at hand. Because that's really a thing for me. Notre Dame's key on offense. They're going to have to get Wimbush's arm going because I do not want to get into a slugfest with Josh Adams has seemed to have lost a step this season uh, as the season's gone on. And, hey, he's he's been the workhorse. He's wearing down. I get it. Dexter Williams has still got some kind of mystery injury that won't let him find the next gear. So 
I don't want to depend on the third and fourth string running back in this one, especially going against, you know, Stanford wants to make this game ugly. That's what makes me nervous. Bryce Love still banged up, and you get to key on one person, and Notre Dame at least has proven if you can key on one weapon, you can be okay. As frustrating as that damn Navy game was, they keyed on everything pretty good. They didn't. A Navy offense that usually always explodes once during the game did not have a single play over 20 yards. I don't know if they can do that with Bryce Love. He may get loose for one, but I like it. Like the Irish defense to kind of hold him pat. I think Notre Dame squeaks out this close, and somehow after four and eight, we get a 10-win season. I'm nervous as hell about this game. I do not feel good about this pick, but go ahead and give me Notre Dame in this one since that spread is so damn close. I, I just can't pick Notre Dame to lose this one at this point in the season. Eddie, how you doing in this one? I can. <laughs> I I don't want to. I really don't. Um, but I'm taking Stanford here. And, and what it comes down to is a couple things. You mentioned Bryce Love is a little bit banged up. I don't know if anyone on our offense is healthy. Josh Adams is clearly, it's not It's not that he's worn down. It's not that he's been a workhorse. He is not right. I mean, weird. he was clearly hurt the last two weeks. You look at Dex, whatever he's hurting with is still bugging him, apparently. Uh, he was in the injury report today. You hope Jones is okay, but who knows? Equinemius damn near got his neck broken by a 13-yard overthrow last week. And yeah, he ain't Thank playing. God he's okay. Uh, they said he was cleared for non-contact drills today. I Let's put it this way. He's not going to be going over the middle, certainly <laughs> not with full confidence after what happened to him last week. I would be really surprised if they push it with him. Really surprised. I, oh, I would too. It's, it's not worth the risk. Uh, I mean, that was a scary, scary fall. Uh, I'm very thankful that he did not end up getting stretchered off, struggling to put a thumbs up to the crowd up. And then there's Wimbush. And man, I I don't know. You know, we well, at least I spent a lot of the season harping on the accuracy issues, especially overthrows. Now, granted, we did not talk about the weather last week. It was cold and wet and terrible. And so maybe that affected his ability to throw the ball. But shit, was he within six feet of a receiver for half that game? You no, know? No, not really. But when the weather improved, he did get better. That second half was, it was night and day. But Looked, uh, looked considerably better in the second half. Yes. I, I certainly give him that. But it's the, the inconsistency that scares me. Uh... We all know my feelings on his quarterback's coach, which I certainly don't think can help. Um, and then there's, you know, you, you talk about the defense. As frust, like you said, game last week was incredibly frustrating. That's what Navy does. Uh, while they did hold the ball for the entire game, Notre Dame's D held them well below most of the uh, rushing yards they've been able to put up on the year. So that's that's a good thing, and that was good to see. But David Shaw owns Brian Kelly. Absolutely owns him. Stanford 6-2 and two in the last eight games. I guess 5-2 and two since Kelly's been around. 
if my math correct math i was told there would be no math though so i don't know <laughs> uh but you look at hell let's let's just look two years ago when we came in you know one of the best teams in the country pretty much supposedly able to key in on just one guy on offense and what happens they forget to cover Devin Kajus 5-4 oh. running 40 ass on a simple tight end seam 18 damn times and it costs them the game uh, this is a big game at night on the road I can think of one, two of those Brian Kelly's won ever it's, Both in 2012? Yeah, well, yeah, you got 2012, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the other I'll year. Give him, I'll give him SC and OU yeah. in 2012. It, it's, it's not been pretty uh, as far, and that's that's one reason that Brian Kelly really, really needs to win this one because, like you've said, Shaw's been on the upper hand of this, and I would really, really love for that to change. And this, And I want to make very clear, I am not saying that I like David Shaw more than I like Brian Kelly nor am I saying David Shaw is a better overall coach than Brian Kelly. Am I inferring that David Shaw is a better X's and O's game day coach than Brian Kelly? That's for the listener to decide. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to it, I just, I don't think Notre Dame is healthy. I don't think they're particularly motivated. You know, you came out against a bad Navy team last week and looked bad. And it wasn't like, oh, Miami struggled with Virginia. They still won by like three scores. Notre Dame is very lucky that it was a wet day because on that last halfback pass, a dude was wide fucking open and tripped over his own two damn feet. Should have had six. And at least my money, I don't know what conversations you were having. When we kicked the ball away with six minutes left, I was texting my group of idiot friends from Notre Dame <laughs> saying, Welp, here comes a six-minute touchdown drive where it's all going to come down to the two-point conversion that yeah. Ken Neapolitan Ice Cream is going to try and hit us with. I, I was very nervous about it, but thank God we decided to put pressure on the halfback passer who, yes, there was an open receiver, but hand in the face, and that thing was underthrown by a mile and a half, thank God. It was, but he was wide open. I'm just saying, Notre Dame doesn't look right. I I would love to win this game, uh, especially given what I expected out of this year. It has been considerably better than what I expected, but I don't see it this week. I just don't have it. And hey, that's good for you, Irish fans. My pessimism usually leads to good things. This so. is true. You, you've been way too confident for everybody's good. So this is very, very <laughs> we'll true. See. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, no, uh, I got to go with Stanford here as much as it pains me. All right. Well, you know what? That's, that's fair enough. Well, those, those folks, those are your picks. A lot of games. That's your preview. It's been one heck of a season. It's been very good. I'm going to let Eddie play us out here, but before I do that, I want to remind you folks, subscribe to us over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and of course, you can find us over at HerLoyalSons.com. Be sure to drop us a review on any of those platforms, help people find the show. 
can email the show podcast at herlittlesons.com. Join us on Discord and have fun in our dumb little chat channel, herlittlesons.com slash Discord. Follow me on Twitter at NDText. And we'll be back, folks, to talk about this game after we all stuff ourselves full of turkey and hopefully proving Eddie very wrong. But Eddie, with all that being said, send us out, sir. Please prove me wrong. Love being wrong. It's been great being wrong all year. But kids, it's Thanksgiving this week. So let us give thanks for the beauty that is college football. And the fact that it reminds us that we're alive because of the joy and the pain. Can't have the joy without the pain. Can't have the pain without the joy. The yin and the yang. Or, you know, whatever philosophical bullshit. It's something like that. But it's been a hell of a year. But enjoy yourselves. Have some turkey. Have some some meats, some some veggies. Don't have tofurkey. Don't bring that shit to me. How dare you? <laughs> but enjoy yourselves. Watch some football. Spend time with your loved ones. If you get the, you know, the relatives that are kind of the obligatory invite, just avoid them. You know, say hi, hey, what's up? How about how about that football? Eggs, egg bowl, yeah. And then just go away. You're good. Enjoy yourselves. Shane, we love you. Hope all's well. And kids, as always, go Irish and hail Gambler. <laughs>